It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to Generation Skywalker. And、uh, for a change, it's just me, Stuart, on my own. Why is a completely different question. Now, many of you will know Jez from the team is also known as his other alias, the Running Stormtrooper.、Uh, Jez, over the last four or five years, has raised lots and lots and lots of cash for two fantastic children's charities, Make a Wish and Spread a Smile. Something that's very, very close to Jez's heart. Since February this year, Jez and myself have produced a podcast called the Running Stormtrooper Podcast. They they last about thirty five to fifty minutes per episode. Quite an easy listening show. It's aimed at sharing positivity and fun, and it's extremely family friendly. It's aimed at runners, Star Wars fans, would be charity fundraisers, or just people that are bored of the negativity within our hobby. Now. The rest of the team at Generation Skywalker offered us the opportunity to release this latest Running Stormtrooper podcast onto the、uh, Generation Skywalker platform. We were happy for this because we think it needs to be listened to by as many people as possible. This year, Jez had set himself a, a thousand-mile target. Running that in the costume was going to be extremely difficult. If you want to find out more about his challenge, please go over to his website www.stormtrooperrun.com. Uh, where you can find out everything he's done and everything he's doing, but obviously this year with COVID nineteen and everything that went with it, lots of fundraising ideas, lots of、uh, challenges, lots of marathons, all sorts of stuff has either been cancelled, postponed. It's made his fundraising efforts this year extremely difficult to achieve. So please, please, please listen to this podcast because by the end of the show you'll see exactly how important his whole challenge and these two charities are to Jez. And hopefully, at the end of them, you'll be on board for future shows, and hopefully, hopefully, support Jez in exactly what he's trying to achieve. What he is trying to achieve is extremely selfless. He can work sixteen-hour days, yet he'll still go home tired and on that costume, and go out and run ten miles. He took the costume out to Afghanistan while he was serving the country to run six thousand feet above sea level in extreme conditions. Still completing that challenge, so yeah, check check it this out because I think you'll find exactly what this means to Jez and why why he puts himself through this year in year out.、Uh, hope you enjoy the show. We're here with running stormtrooper Jez Allenson right now to talk to him a little bit about what he's doing and why he's been running as a stormtrooper for so long. Train yourself to let go of everything. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. Do or do not. There is no try. This is a new day, a new beginning. I fear nothing. You gave them hope in their darkest times. 
So, Jez, halfway point of 2020, how's everything going? There is a great disturbance in the force. May coronavirus. All the races are cancelled. Star Wars celebration has been cancelled. What? I got a bad feeling about this. All the charity fundraising opportunities have gone. Even my Pinewood 100 miler is looking doubtful. I got a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling about this. We're in trouble. We'll be okay. Rebellions are built on hope. Hello, welcome back to the Running Stormtrooper podcast. This is July's episode, Hitting Your Target. And of course, it wouldn't be the same show without the actual Running Stormtrooper. It is Jez. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, Stu. Just in case anyone's picking this up now on this show, uh, can we just have a quick recap of what your actual challenge is, mate? Because we've been doing the show now for six months and you've been running for six months. But anyone that's just joining in now won't really understand what you're doing or, or why you're doing it mate so i in 2016 i became the running stormtrooper for a one-off run and uh, ran the london marathon dressed in full stormtrooper armor i decided to put the costume on again in 2017 to raise a little bit more and to run a little bit further and that went on again in 2018 and that's what this podcast has been discussing all the running Stormtrooper adventures, the charity fundraising and the miles run from 2016 to 2018. But I, this year I've brought the running Stormtrooper back out of retirement and the intention is to run a thousand miles. So from January the 1st to whatever date at the end of December it will take me to. And, I, and I'm sure I'll use pretty much all of the months. I'm going to be running a thousand miles in full Stormtrooper armour for the Make-A-Wish charity and for the Spread a Smile charity, all my fundraising gets split 50-50 to those two really worthy children's charities. Now, as part of that, in my job, I have been sent to Afghanistan for uh, nearly four months, so I had to take the costume with me. And the challenges which that's brought is it's hot. It is really hot. It's hot enough in the costume because, you know, it's it's... It's horrific running conditions in the UK in the co- in the costume. So out here, I mean, at the moment it's in July. We're talking generally about 100 degrees, about 34 uh, Celsius or so, around about 100 degrees. And I'm at 6,000 feet above sea level, so it's it's literally over a mile high. And uh, yeah, so it's it's not nice at all. But there we go, fundraising. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm really, really trying to raise the bar, trying to push myself and try to appeal to all the people, and even the people who have sponsored me in the past, to say, listen, this is a tough gig. Please, if you have any spare change, or if, if you think, oh, actually, that's really, really worth a charity, which I like, please, it'll be it'll be great to have some sponsorship for uh, Make-A-Wish and for Spread a Smile. That's what I'm doing, and the uh, podcast is staying with me through the journey, throughout the year, to see how the year's going, and we'll have a little bit of a vignette of stuff which has happened in the past. Yeah, superb, mate. And um, you know, you just you just mentioned shows from the past. Uh, we te- we tend to cover how your progress is going, but also something from previous runs or or current projects you've got going alongside this. Can you give us an update of of what the previous shows were for anyone that's just joining? Yeah, if they okay. want to dip in. Yeah. So for, first of all, we had the sneak peek, didn't we? We had the little pilot episode, which was just so many different things in, and we didn't really let on to anything just crammed into about 10, 10 minutes or so each episode is meant to be about 45 minutes i wanted it to be a, the ideal length of a run maybe it could the podcast could accompany someone who's out on a dog walk or out on a run but we uh i've had five major episodes so far the first one in february were the main highlights very briefly covering the three different marathons, the Guinness World Record, 40-mile run, 100-kilometer run, a big event called Star Wars Celebration, and that was sowing the seeds for later episodes. 
the following month we spoke about lad bible and the power of social media because i ended up being on the lad bible um, when i first started running in 2016 when someone recorded me running through the local village and i ended up having some like 2.2 million hits in, in the weekend then uh, the following month is when we found out that the London Marathon had been postponed. So I then spoke about the Guinness World Record attempt, which I did in 2017, and went through the entire process, sort of, again, sowing the seeds for people, just to try and maybe give them an idea if it's to do with fundraising or if they're desperately trying to think of some ways to raise some money. So the Guinness World Record one was out in April. And then in May spoke about the 40 milo it was the may the 4th episode so out in afghanistan i ran a marathon um, in the costume and i spoke about the 40 milo which i did at pinewood studios in 2017 and we spoke about the bbc uh, news the bbc had just done a, a sort of video film of me where they came to my raf station and did some recording and then in june we spoke about big fundraising opportunity for people to take on themselves as well because i've now managed to do two virtual medal series one in 2018 and one in 2020 which is a really great way of spreading the message but also a really great way of raising some extra fundraising for your charities i like the sound of that how was june you know we've we've had some problems i've been out there and got behind at certain points but was did you hit your targets in june so yeah, in June, I ran nine times in the costume, six miles, 10 miles, 10 miles, 14 miles, eight miles, 12, 10, five, and another five. So uh, yeah, several, several runs in June, and I managed to uh, yeah, hit my target and, uh, and stay on target. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Jez, uh, last few days in Afghanistan. It's, yes. it's got to be surely easier when you're back running in, in decent weather. Yeah, I... Do you know what this is? It's getting worse and worse out here at the moment. Temperature-wise, now is up to about 100 degrees during the day. Still up at 6,000 feet. It's yeah, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I've got a, a physically demanding enough job as it is, and then uh, at the end of all that, to uh, to put on the costume and go running. Yeah, that's a tricky one. But it's uh, yeah, eight days or so to go, and I'm looking forward to being back down to sea level in. Uh, I'll have to go through two weeks of isolation um, back in the UK, but that's just uh, that's just a means to an end. Uh, I can't wait to come home. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good to have you back over on these shores, Jess. A little short for a stormtrooper. Huh? Now, I've just got your tracker in front of me, Jess, and obviously, like you just said, we are into, into July. It's the 12th of July, so we're, we're coming up to the middle of July. Yeah. Uh, according to your tracker, you've... You've run 23.75 miles. I know you've been for a run tonight, so I'm not sure you've added that yet. Maybe I've got some good news, though. I, I, I have some good news. I should have said this right at the beginning, though. So what was the date of the mileage tracker? Because it was at least three days ago, wasn't it? it? It should be a bit which says last updated, and it might say last updated 8th of July or something like that. Oh, yes, 8th of July. Yep, you're yeah. right up the top there. Yeah, well... And what does it say total miles are? Total miles at the moment is at 474. Total miles is now 500. So that was a massive thing for me to to achieve. I thought, right, yeah, we'll delay the podcast slightly because I ended up running a um, nine and a bit, an eight and a bit, and an eight and a bit. So tonight I ended up doing 8.16 miles which was the precise amount I needed to do to hit 500. So, no, mate, I'm over the moon. It's such a milestone. So just over halfway through the year, and we always knew that the mileage was going to ramp up throughout the year. January was always a low one. And, in fact, I've got some spare space in December. Um, So I'm definitely on track from a mileage point of view. And um, so just over halfway through the year, exactly halfway on the mileage, just below uh, halfway or a little bit b- uh, below halfway from the fundraising point of view but I guess with everything all things considered that's that's to be expected so may you ask me how it's going I'm really pleased with the mileage you're smashing it mate halfway halfway through the year we can't uh, we can't moan about that 
I like the sound of that. Last month, we spoke about the medal challenge, Jez, and I was actually going to ask you to give us an update on that because these medals hadn't long arrived when we recorded the last show. You were hoping for them to be really successful, like 2018 was. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm definitely aware the 5K is sold out. Can you? How, how is that going? The virtual medal series, I'm so pleased with them. The cut to a chase so far, 311 people have signed up to these virtual events, which is fantastic. You know, it's brilliant. I've seen people from all over the world doing it. I've seen um, families doing them together, people going for the set, or people just doing it individually. The 5K was particularly, particularly um, well taken up, and, and that one has sold out. And uh, it looks like we may, may in the future, be doing another, um, doing another little run of those. However, we've still got the one mile, the 100 mile, which can be done over a series of a few months or or as long as you want, and the 1,000 miles, which you can take a year, 18 months or so. So fantastic, 311, which already means that that's over £1,500 worth of charity fundraising uh, because of the £5 charity donation per virtual event. So, yeah, absolutely over the moon, absolutely happy with that. Yeah, they are brilliant. And um, having done done one and received a medal this week, they are stunning. The little light blaster, absolutely stunning. So uh, I really do recommend people get involved. Where do people go and sign up for that, Jess? If you quite straightforward, the two different ways, actually. If you go to myrace.run and uh, the Stormtrooper medals, the Stay on Target medals will be on their sort of main page. So also, if you went to stormtrooperrun.com, there's a link there which will also take you to the virtual medal event series. But, yep, myrace.run. Perfect, mate. Brilliant. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Uh, so, Jez, what problems have you actually encountered so far? Well, fitness. Not as... <laughs> Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm older, mate. The body's older. The costume is older. Costume has been falling apart. Everything is cancelled. All the races are cancelled. Star Wars Celebration is cancelled. And then even Pinewood Studios at a hundred mile run is now looking doubtful. The the intention is this year that as part of the thousand miles, I was going to be going back to Pinewood Studios for the third time and running on the Lucasfilm estate like I did in twenty eighteen. So they've got a dedicated area there which is just only Lucasfilm. And uh and they kindly said to me, Yes, you can run. <laughs> you you lunatic, you can run a hundred miles here so that was going to be the big challenge for september but the issue i have is because of covid19 pointwood studios have pretty much they've gone into their own lockdown because you know the production is just huge isn't it and they really really need to look after things and uh, they've got to take every precaution they can so i've been dealing with and speaking with pinewood whilst i've been out here uh, september is an absolute no it's just too soon it's not going to happen so we're now looking towards october and november but quite frankly buddy i'm just i'm I'm not counting my chickens i'm 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 not sure whether or not that will happen i know that they want it to but i'm not sure whether or not it will do but if that's the case i'll just i'll find somewhere else to run you know I'll, i'll figure out whilst i've got my health and whilst i've got a pair of shoes on my feet i will do something he finish what he begins. I won't fail you. I'm not afraid. Yeah. You will be. You will be. I've had all these setbacks this year. You know, we've had the London Marathon cancelled, Star Wars Celebration, which I was really, really looking forward to doing. Obviously, that... There's quite a few problems there, Jez, and that obviously has a, a knock-on effect. So what problems have you also encountered with regards to the fundraising? The lack of Star Wars Celebration, and, you know, I've said this Star Wars Celebration thing now, and there might be a lot of people thinking, you know, what is that? Star Wars Celebration is a huge gathering of absolute Star Wars nerds from all ages, all, all backgrounds. It's just, I mean, mate, you go to these with me, it's just... It's just an absolute celebration of Star Wars nerdom. And uh, they're just great fun. And it, But it is 60,000 people in the London Excel 
or in Orlando or in Anaheim. These things happen all over the world. In 2017, I was invited to Star Wars Celebration to have my own booth where I was able to run on a treadmill. We're here with world-famous running stormtrooper Jez Allenson right now to talk to him a little bit about what he's doing and why he's been running as a stormtrooper for so long. If I'm not mistaken, this is his second half marathon of celebration, second of four. Jez, you want to slow down a little bit so we can have a little bit of a chat? Okay, my pleasure. Okay, we'll get we'll give him a second to slow down and take his helmet off. Um, but he's been running basically nonstop through celebration, raising money for charity. So, Jez, you want to pop that helmet off and tell us a little bit more about what you're doing? Give him a second. Deep breaths. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm the running stormtrooper, and uh, I thought it would be a great idea for Make-A-Wish and my Make a Star Wars Wish project to come here and run a half marathon every day for the four days um, for, for Make-A-Wish and Make a Star Wars Wish. That is incredible. I gotta ask, everybody's thinking it, how hot does it get in that outfit? Oh, I got a little cooked, but I'm okay. <laughs> okay, a little cooked. Now, you've run full marathons, right? And you're gonna run another one just a su- in two Sundays, right? Yeah, I, I'm not, really, this isn't the best preparation for me, but I couldn't resist the opportunity to come here and do this. But next Sunday, Sunday, April the 23rd, I'm going to be trying for a Guinness World Record at the London Marathon for the fastest marathon as a Star Wars character. Wow, that is a great record. That would be a phenomenal record to have. Tell me a little bit more about the charity work that you do and and where the money goes. Okay, well, Make-A-Wish is just probably one of the best charities which I've ever seen. You know, there's so many poorly children out there who desperately need some support and who need a light at the end of a tunnel or or just a great day out where they can get spoiled, but not just for their child, um, but for the parent as well. Um, So Make-A-Wish do so many good things and they they could have... uh, Do you know what? I saw a girl today who was here on a wish for for Make-A-Wish. At Star Wars Celebration on a wish. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, A family came to the booth and they introduced themselves and and showed me this little girl and she was on on a wish. And that's just amazing. And they, it, it, they grant so many wonderful wishes. Uh, so Make-A-Wish need all this money to be able to give people these wishes. So um, I set myself a challenge that I'd be the running stormtrooper. So you've got Make-A-Wish, you've got Star Wars, smash them together, you've got Make-A-Star Wars Wish. Uh, and so that's my project on Facebook, Make-A-Star Wars Wish. So um, yeah, that's a good place to start, to have a little look, Make-A-Star Wars Wish on Facebook. Um, my plan is to try and raise £10,000 uh, which is probably around about $12,000 um, this year. Um, so so the marathon, the marathon's big, but it's still just the warm-up for the big one, which I've got planned for May. Oh, fantastic. And how big is that? That's going to be 40 miles, is that right? Well, it's the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, Jez, well, I'll, I'll let you get back to running now. Uh, so you hear that if you're here at Star Wars Celebration, your chance to come by and see the running Stormtrooper and give to a great cause. Thanks very much. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks so much, Jez. Cheers. Cheers. That raised $5,000, and uh, which was £4,000 at the time. And I was pretty much guaranteed a place uh, at the one in August in Anaheim this year. You know, the plan was to run on a treadmill every day for four days and to run 25 miles a day for four days. So I was either going to run 100 miles over four days or run 40 kilometers a day on the treadmill to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Either way, it was around about the same distance. So I will still do that on a treadmill in the UK. I will try and social media to the max, but... But it's just another one of those things where I'm really, really struggling from a fundraising point of view just because of the you know, completely unprecedented times which we're in. So London Marathon cancelled, Star Wars Celebration postponed for two years. I'm still going to do what I set out to do. And I'll hope to appeal to the dedicated sort of Star Wars community and, and all geek friends of mine, you know, all over the different Facebook groups and stuff. So I, I will try and turn a negative into a positive from that point of view and if the Pinewood Studios thing doesn't happen I am still going to run 100 miles in a sort of weekend and and I'll figure it out somehow mate we will figure it out stay on target we're too close stay on target 
I've still got to carry on. I've still got my target. I've still got the fundraising to do. And there are still these charities who need the money. And as I said before, they need it more than ever because all the fundraising has been cancelled. All, all of the races have been stopped. So, um, you know, if it's not done, how on earth are these children going to get the support they need? It's precisely that, mate. And when you go through things bit by bit there, one thing after another just being cancelled, the races and everything, to crack on and do it, you know, on your own accord without knocking off marathons or 100-mile events, mate, it must be even harder for you because it must be so much easier running with a crowd and running as part of a marathon than having to get yourself off the chair and suit up and go out every time. Yeah. People say that sometimes, you know, the hardest hardest thing about going for a run sometimes is putting on the trainers, you know, and you never regret the run you did, but you always regret the run you didn't do. And and it's tricky, you know, it is hard work. I've, I've, I've struggled. I'm older than I was in 2018. So I, uh, and as I said, I'm out here now doing the most physically demanding job you can imagine with the heaviest of just the hardest most physically demanding job and then doing this it's tricky and then I'm like right okay I'm struggling for sponsorship because you know someone sponsored me in say 2016 or 2017 or 2018 so now they're probably thinking well I've sponsored yet so you know don't need to so that's why as a fundraiser I need to think smart and think of different ways to try and raise money and such as the medals and we'll come on later on to talk about other fundraising ways but then I think, right, what I'll do is I'll, maybe I'll get some corporate sponsorship. If I can if I can reach out and, and try and reach out to some large companies or even to some medium-sized companies and just say, hey, you know, it's, I'd love to be able to work with you. I'd love to be able to do something. I like the sound of that. There was a company in, in 2017 who had just seen what I had done and then immediately donated £3,000 to Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish had contacted me saying, oh, these, these people have seen what you've done. And uh, the following year, they, uh, they, they donated £3,000 to Spread a Smile. So there are companies out there who, who do charitable donations each year, and, and that would be amazing. Yeah, I just any opportunity, really, if there's any companies out there, um, please get in contact and uh, see what we can do. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. You really need that uh, something to go viral, don't you? Yeah. I mean, the, the, B- crazy. the BBC video was brilliant. The BBC video was so popular, and that did bring in some fundraising. I'm hoping that the BBC will do a follow-up towards the end of the year. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I will just become more inventive. And, you know, we the other day we did, I think one of the reasons why the 5K medals may have sold out is because I just said right we'll do a socially distanced fun run out here you know there's no park runs on at the moment and us being in a military environment and I didn't want to you know use the name park run so I just called it park gun so we did uh yeah we did a 5k around our little helicopter area out here and I must have had about 30 people running around and it was great so it was me in the costume and a load of people I've been working with out here and in fact, there was one guy, believe this or not, mate, brilliant. He, uh, for the first lap, which was 400 metres, he played the bagpipes. So uh, fair play to him. He, it's yeah. 6,000 feet and it was still quite warm. He did a whole 400 metres uh, jogging, playing the bagpipes. And, uh, and everyone finished it and it was all good. So that was little things like that. I will figure out ways to raise money and... Uh, we're either you know have shows quiz nights you name it we'll we'll think of something and we will slowly get there stay on target we're too close stay on target so there there's some of the big key things but i've got so much support behind me you know some of the stores facebook groups the jabba's palace guys are just they're fundraising they're doing some great stuff mark has been fantastic the genius behind the medals you know, this this stuff is slowly generating money. I'll then do a big push on Facebook again. And one of the things which we've done in the past, 
and uh, and I've got you to thank for this. And this is something which I really, really encourage people to do if they're fundraising and, and trying to raise some money. Well, for charity, is uh, is the quiz? I mean, mate, you you did the first quiz. I mean, do you, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to break these down? Because you know, if people are signing up for a marathon, let's say they're going to do a marathon next year when all this bother is over and then they have to raise £2,000. This is where first-time runners and first-time charity runners can absolutely capitalise on it because if people see someone who's not known to be a runner on, on say, you know, Facebook and friends and family and whatnot, if they suddenly find out that you're going to be attempting to run the marathon, there's suddenly going to be a lot of interest in that. The possibilities there, particularly for first-time marathon runners. I know you said earlier about um, you approached big companies and um, for help, and a lot of the time you don't get a response. But actually, if you're putting on an event, let's just take the quizzes, for example. We've, uh, we put on a quiz local to me. Now, the place we hired was only a, a lo- local town hall, but it's normally for, for, um, for rent, for about £80 for a Saturday night. And it, when you just send these people an email explaining what you're doing, they came back, they gave me that for free that night. And you tend to find local local places, local communities do probably help you out a little bit more. I don't know, yeah. we did a second quiz, Jez, down your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, and actually, the location was beautiful. The, the hall and room was beautiful over there. Um, did you have to pay for that? It was very much the same again, because people knew me running around. There was a sort of notional fee, um, which they waived but said, well, what you need to do is because we had a bring your own. I needed to buy a bring your own license. So they did give me a much cheaper rate. And then the only other thing which I needed to do was I needed to get a, um, because we were doing a prize draw and a raffle, I needed to get an official permission to do that from the council if I was going to sell raffle tickets in advance. So there was two different ways of doing it. So you could buy a small book of raffle tickets and just sell them on the night. You know, you can buy those different coloured books, can't you? And everyone just gets a ticket. But because I was trying to go around shops and because I was going to put sell some tickets in a local shop and because I was going to go around my RAF station trying to sell raffle tickets, I needed to get the sort of big traditional long ones which have got the addresses on them and the charities and all the official type stuff. But you need a permit to be able to do that. So these things didn't cost much. So for me to set up the whole night for this most recent one, the one in 2018, I think it would have cost around about my overheads would have been about £140 or so. But absolutely worth it because you're, you're, you're spot on, mate. It was the local, the small companies. I wrote a very formal looking letter with a little Stormtrooper logo at the top and everything I was trying to do and everything I was trying to achieve and left a space for me to handwrite the name of the company or the business, the hairdressers, the salon, what have you, saying, you know, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to raise some money, I'm going to put a prize drawer on and uh, and a raffle. If you've got anything, be it a voucher or something which you can donate, that would be wonderful. And I must have delivered this and given them to about, 50 local shops and small businesses and I think I ended up with about 37, 38 prizes and some of the, I mean all of the prizes were great, some of them were absolutely phenomenal and uh, that, that gained a lot of interest so uh, yeah that was good. The the local companies mate, absolutely brilliant. Yeah definitely, the generosity of some of those is, uh, is quite incredible and um like you say, you, you can run a raffle at a quiz night. There's other things you can do. I always um, play the kind of like a card game where you sell a card for a couple of quid. Everyone stands up, it gets pulled out. You sit down and uh, they do things very similar with like heads and tails coins, don't they? Um, yeah. But that's a great way of making a quick 50, 100 pound in the space of a few minutes at a break. So um, there is there is a lot of, uh, certainly a lot of options. Well, that last quiz night, which we did, we ended up, I think it was something like 2,400 we raised that night. It was just absolutely phenomenal. And if it wasn't for stuff like that, I would have really, really struggled in 2018. Because again, I ended up having less friends and family sponsor 
but it was more money coming in from things like quiz nights. For first-time charity fundraising, to do something like that, you are guaranteed a winner. Yeah, that's precisely amazing. People were bringing their own fish and chips in, but people were bringing... I mean, there was... Can you remember there was one table that ended up being hammered? They were, <laughs> they were hammered coming the end of it. And I think they, they ended up winning something or other. They ended up winning about 80 quid, but doing the typical, oh, yeah, thanks so much. We'll chuck it back in the pot. But uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Any other fundraising ideas, Jess? I know you've just come up with a couple there, but anything else in your mind that you could think of or any other yeah, other fundraising? Well, I know we've mentioned celebration, but... I, I do. I'm thinking maybe towards the end of the year, I might be looking at organising my own running event, possibly. Again, maybe I could do a 5K thing. Now, in the past, I was able to run with school children which was absolute pleasure real privilege to uh, and again this is what I did uh, with my sort of union with Pinewood Studios where they said to me oh we've we've got some local schools and we know that you're doing these one mile runs or the one mile virtual medal series so why don't you run with a lot of school kids and uh, and they can run with a stormtrooper and they can end up running a mile and it's just again each medal or each event entered was five pounds and i think on one day i ran with 50 kids so that that was perfect because it was great for the kids because it was something different for them it got the kids running it got the kids doing some exercise having some fun maybe doing their own charity run themselves as part of that and i ended up adding enough 250 pounds into the pot so other things i'll do I would definitely be contacting the superstores again. You know, if you remember in uh, the beginning of March, I ran outside the nearby Waitrose superstore and uh, raised £900 that morning. So if I go to one of the larger ones in the nearby town, who knows, could break through a 1000 and, and again, that would be great. So, so to do some stuff like that would be good, but to maybe organise my own run where people could run with us families kids you know all that hopefully from a social distancing point of view or hopefully we will have sorted ourselves out with regards to covid19 who knows but lots of lots of ideas mate i'll keep on thinking if that idea worked you could take that on tour around the country you have to give to give up the rest of your year and your weekends (laughs) yeah and hey hey why not move along move along now just 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 so uh to make all our listeners aware when it comes to what you've raised can you give us a breakdown of the three previous years that you uh raised funds and um compared to this year and just just give people an example exactly how hard it's been this year yeah so in the first year when this was an absolute one-off and i just ran say just ran the the only thing I was raising money for was the London Marathon in 2016 and I had a target of £2,000 and I raised 5355 so the following year that's when I went back and, and 2017 was my most successful year but that's because there was so much about it 2017 was the Guinness World Record and that generated so much interest and so much positivity amongst you know, my Facebook in particular, I wasn't on any other social media then. On the back of that, I had Star Wars Celebration included in that, and I did the 40 miler. So in 2017, I raised, in total, 16,356. And then the following year, 2018, uh, there was no Star Wars Celebration. So, you know, pretty much wiped four grand off of that 16,000. Uh, but I still managed to raise 14,964. But that was also, some of that was to do with the virtual running medals. So that that was £3,000 of that. We had really popular cinema night and a quiz night. So you'll see that the fundraising was actually slightly lower than the year before, even though I had brought in so many new fundraising ideas, the medals, the cinema, the quiz nights, etc. Because of the lack of Star Wars celebration, and I think so many of my friends and family in 2018 were thinking, oh, we probably, you know, we sponsored him in 2017. 
So it has been difficult, and this year has been tricky as well. But where are we? We're halfway through the year, and at the moment I've raised 6,074. So if you think, yeah, 2018 I had raised 15 grand, or just, just under 15 grand. So 6,074 is obviously less than half of that. But we're in difficult times, too. You know, this is difficult for anyone. And, and even if I don't reach the target I want to reach, it's still, if I stopped raising money now, I've still raised £6,000 this year. So, you know, I will, I am optimistic. I am hopeful. I would love it if we could raise, I think it was something like £13,200 this year was my absolute sort of min target. Because if I raised 13200 that means that the Run and Storm Trooper project has now raised over £50,000 plus gift aid. So, um, yeah, I, I would be delighted with that. So I, I have adjusted my target down to 14000 So I, I've set that's my, my target for the year now, 14000 And if I reach that, then, yeah, we've gone right through 50000 since 2016. And, and with that, my friend, I will definitely retire. <laughs> I've heard that before, and uh, like you say, every, every pound is a it's an added bonus on that. So whatever anyone can sponsor you is always appreciated. And like you say, six thousand pounds still a hell of a great, uh, yeah. great effort, mate. And we are only halfway through the year. Hopefully, we will get some more restrictions lifted in this country and uh, make it even easier to do some fundraising. Yeah, I like the sound of that. The, the charities. Could you just give us a little bit more of an update? You've updated a lot of a uh, lot of stuff from the last six months, but um, exactly why these charities? Yeah, mate. So, I mean, yeah, I'm now my twenty third year of being in the military, and I've I was I look back and I've raised a lot of money for the RAF Benevolent Fund, the Royal British Legion, the Gurkha Welfare Trust, SAFA, RAFA. And then it was in 2015, I started raising money for children's charities. And I first started raising money for Click Sergeant because they had helped out a friend of mine. And and then I, I got my London Marathon entry with Make-A-Wish and I saw what they were doing. And I absolutely loved it because, you know, I, with these military charities, they're great and, and I fully support them all the time. But I decided to join the military All my friends and colleagues who were working with me we all decided to join the military whereas poorly children it's not their fault you know they they haven't decided to be um, poorly it's just it's just terribly bad luck of the draw so for me raising money as a parent raising money for poorly children suddenly became the most important thing so I raised money for Make-A-Wish and everyone's heard of Make-A-Wish you know these guys look after poorly children and grant sort of magical wishes so they can really try and turn things around and give children something to look forward to, be it a bedroom makeover, a day out with a celebrity or, you know, footballer or what have you. I've seen Ronaldo's had a couple of sort of wish days with kids, which are absolutely brilliant, or even taking the kids on holiday or, or, or what have you. So Make-A-Wish I supported in 2016 and 2017. And it was, it you know... After the 40-mile run in 2017, I definitely decided I wasn't going to do any more running. And then I found out about Spread a Smile. So you, you jumped in with Spread a Smile. What, why was that so important to you when you were already running for a children's charity? Well, I, I think I said in the sort of pilot show in the June one that I was just uh, watching Children in Need one night with, uh, when it was on in, in November 2017. And I saw this... I saw this um, little mini film about Spread a Smile. I started watching it, and it was just one of these things where I just became sort of a bit overwhelmed of emotion, and it was like a five-minute video. And just at the end of it, I just turned around to my wife, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have to help this charity. And I, I just couldn't help it. And it was just so Spread a Smile look after children who are so poorly that they can't leave hospital. And they, and in one case, you know, there's young kids, like, you know, five, six-year-old kids who spent half their life in hospital, you know, have lost their hair four times, you know, have just 
everything life just throws at them and it's just you know just a tough tough life and and that's part of their life just chemotherapy constant operations injections uh, clinicians and everything like that and spread a smile go into these hospitals they take singers musicians singing teachers therapy animals magicians entertainers and um and just give kids the inherent right to smile and laugh and you just see the tangible you see that the absolute difference it can make and i watched this the the saddest video i've ever seen and i think we said it in the last show because in a couple of shows ago we had sort of mentioned about make a wish and as i said i had played a little bit of um, oliver's story from make a wish on the podcast and if you remember on the last one I said, oh, oh, what I'd probably do is I'll probably insert a bit of Vanessa's story in the podcast here. And when I was editing it, I ended up watching Vanessa's story again. This is the video which was shown on Children in Need. And um, I just, oh, mate, <laughs> I just started crying again, just whilst I was out here in Afghanistan, in my room, trying to edit this podcast together. And I just watched this video. I just couldn't help myself. Uh, every time I think of it, it just breaks my heart. And I couldn't put any of this video into the podcast because it just wouldn't do it justice. It just, it wasn't, you need to watch this video. Everyone just needs to understand my passion by pausing the podcast and then going on YouTube or just remembering to do this afterwards. And just go on YouTube and just type Vanessa's story, spread a smile, or spread a smile, Vanessa's story. And watch watch this little video and you will understand why I end up doing what I'm doing. Because it just absolutely breaks your heart. And so for me, when I'm out running and I'm just absolutely knackered and I'm cut, and you know, I've got sweat pouring in my eyes because it's just so hot and I'm tired. And I was just thinking about it earlier on and I was just like, you've got nothing to complain about. You just finish that run. Uh, and that's why I do it, buddy. And so I, I can't place this video into the podcast. I can't give you an audio excerpt because it just it won't do Vanessa or her family any justice. But it's it's stories like that which is why I try my hardest to raise as much money as I can. That's superb, mate. And perhaps we can put a link in the actual bio to the video so yeah. people don't have to go searching for it and they can just click it and, yeah. and open that up for exactly why you're, uh, you're saying that. Yeah, lovely, mate. I, I mean, I can tell you that it it was a really weird one because, you know, I'm – in this world where I'm sort of <laughs> in this environment out here, but still we're all human. We all have our sort of weaknesses and stuff like that. And maybe just one of my weaknesses is just, just a big soft ear heart, you know, but it was after I did the, so that's in 2018, why I decided to raise money for make a wish and spread a smile because I just loved what they both did. And uh, spread a smile is such a lovely, small little, charity based in london who support about four or five different other big children's hospitals in london you know great ormond street and the like and um, so i did my 100k run in 2018 and i was having lots of sort of phone calls afterwards people interested in journalists and stuff and then this lady phoned me up and i thought she was a journalist because she started asking me questions and she started asking me questions about why I wanted to raise money for Spread a Smile and why, why I had taken that sort of charity into my heart. And I, you know, I was talking to her, I was talking to her about Vanessa and this video. And we were chatting for about five, ten minutes. And then at the end of the conversation, she just said to me that she was Vanessa's mum. And uh, oh. I couldn't believe it. I just, again, got all sort of <laughs> upset and uh oh i can't put any of this in the podcast 
stupid. It's so stupid, mate. You know that why? I don't know why. I don't know why I get like this. Because you've. Uh, I, t- I totally get you, mate. It's um, better to be like that than than hard and thick-skinned, isn't it? And then these things not touch you. Yeah. Whew, right. I might just have a little commercial break. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, sure I want to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that's all right. I'll pull myself together. But it's it's, oh, it's just... Yeah. It's just what I feel that I should be doing. Yeah. Anyway, let's... <laughs> Let's let's try and move on. And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Going forward, what are your plans for the next few weeks? You know, your July and August targets. How's yeah. that looking? Well, I will do another run or so. I think I might do it like it. I don't know, short-ish run before I fly home. And then, I think, because all the local residents haven't seen me running around for at least four months, I think because I will be in some sort of self-isolation lockdown, uh, I will probably put a treadmill on my drive and just with a bucket (laughs) at the end of it. And uh, I will probably just try and do as much fundraising as I can from my drive. And then I'm going to start thinking, right, how can I get to shopping centres how can I do this how can I do that so a few things to think about but I'm definitely going to be looking at doing some sort of alternative Star Wars celebration in August that's for sure brilliant Jess well as always mate um inspiration your um everything you do is really admirable with regards to this you know you're in a a high pressure job out there you're in extreme heat and extreme height and you still crack on each evening you get out there and you you run your 10 20 miles whatever you're doing that day mate it's um it's so impressive you know you're you're, you're a good soul well i'm a good soul i just got a little bit upset on the <laughs> on a podcast so we'll just yeah we'll see how i'll work out that one yeah but thanks yeah. dude well um Mate, next time we record, you'll be you'll be in England. I know. Oh, I can't wait. There are so many things I'm looking forward to. Uh, just, you know, once I've got through my isolation, just running past a cow, <laughs> running past a horse, running along by a river, running and smelling the fresh air, not the air, which is the dusty air which I'm breathing here. Just, I don't know, just being able to run free and just... I don't know. There are so many things. I just want a glass of red wine. And I want to chill. And, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't had a day off since March the 24th. And that was when I was packing my bag. So, uh, yeah, I just, I am a little bit run down, I think. I just think I've, yeah, I have been working quite hard out here in my job. Because you didn't get days off out here. What, what are you going to do on your day off? So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to trying to relax as much as I can, but also carry on running. Yeah, well done, mate. Well, um, thank you, mate, and I look forward to seeing you. Yes, dude, definitely. Ah, can't wait. <laughs> Cheers, mate. See you next month. See you later, dude.